This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about the Trans Mountain Pipeline. Now, remember when the courts slammed the brakes on the Trans Mountain Pipeline project last year? They said there was inadequate consultation with First Nations. They needed better plans to protect the marine environment and especially killer whales. There was a lot of celebration at that time by environmental groups who thought maybe we killed this pipeline. I told you at the time that this was like the uh, parrot in Monty Python. It's not dead. It's just resting. This pipeline was going to come back. Now, set your watches now for this date, June 18th. That's a week from tomorrow, next Tuesday. That's when the Justin Trudeau cabinet expected to make a decision on this pipeline again. And what we're anticipating is very likely the Trudeau government give this project the green light again, get shovels back in the ground again, and start building this pipeline. They did a do-over on the consultation with First Nations. They brought in an updated plan to protect the marine environment as ordered by the courts. Now is this pipeline going to go forward? Now think about this. There's a lot of controversy about this pipeline. Maybe you've heard that a lot of First Nations are opposed to this pipeline and are fighting it. Not all First Nations are opposed to this project. There's a lot of First Nations along that pipeline route that are fully in support of it. And now there's an effort going on by First Nations to actually buy the pipeline project let's check in now with mike libor day he's the chief of the whispering pines indian band they're located near kamloops how you doing mike good morning mike i'm doing good how are you i'm good thanks for coming on once again um tell me your position on this pipeline project you support it you've supported it for a long time right yeah after we've come to an agreement with uh the previous owner kinder morgan um our community voted the to support the pipeline and we've always had an interest in purchasing equity i mean i have uh, memos going back to 2012 when we started talking with kinder morgan about the pipeline and we our interest in equity dates back to then why do you support this pipeline well we're very comfortable with how pipelines operate much of our working class folks at whispering pines and in our area generally we take off to work in the oil patch in the wintertime, and, and they're very comfortable with the safety protocols and the environmental protocols. And so when it came time to vote on the pipeline, it was um, it was very easy for them to support it. Of course, we know there are divisions among First Nations on this project. There's a lot of First Nations that are opposed to the project. What, what do you say to them? Like when you get together with your fellow chiefs and you guys have a disagreement on this and you're talking to a chief from a First Nation that opposes this project, what, what do you say to them? Well, they're, a lot of the times they're um, trying to reconcile the fears that they have around uh, the safety of the pipeline. You know, um, we've been operating safely since 1954. I, mean, I think they've been shipping oil out of uh, Broad Inlet since 1904. And so uh, the practices that Canada has is very safe. And so that's what I share with them when we have this conversation and then we, yeah. we just keep building on it, right? And that's what we want to continue. We want to have those practices that are environmentally friendly and environmentally safe. 
Is that kind of a tough conversation for you to have with, with, with other chiefs who are, who are opposed to this? Because I imagine, like, let's say you've got a First Nation that's a coastal First Nation who might say, like, well, it, it's easy for you guys to support this project. You're in Kamloops. What if we're on the coast and there's a spill into the ocean? Then that's going to destroy our environment where we've been harvesting shellfish and whatever for thousands of years. Well, that's that's just what I'm getting at. We've been doing it safely since 1904, and so we yeah. want that to continue. But I understand the concerns. Yeah. Right? I mean, if you look at Burrard or Squamish or any of those coastal bands. I mean, Vancouver, the city of Vancouver, the city of North Vancouver, Burnaby have all taken up their traditional territory. That's the conversation they should be having is with Vancouver, North Vancouver, and Burnaby saying, look what you've done to our uh, traditional territory. Where's the reconciliation there? Right. I mean, we're, they're asking us to do the reconciliation up here. And that's what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to, to, to work with Canada and work with British Columbia and, and to get Alberta resources to market. That's what we're trying to achieve. Now, we're trying to do that safely and environmentally friendly. And it, it, it's, but on the coast, they're very um, constrained by yeah. cities. Burnaby, Vancouver, North Vancouver, it's taking all right. of their traditional territory. And those are the conversations they should be having. Okay, I'm speaking to Mike Laborde. He's the chief of the Whispering Pines Indian Band in Kamloops. Let's talk a little bit about First Nations buying an equity stake or interest in this pipeline. Is your band involved in that? You mentioned that you've been having some meetings on an, uh, seeking an equity share of the pipeline, right? Yeah, we've been meeting with um, our finance guys uh, from Toronto Dominion Securities and with the bands that are interested in purchasing equity up and down the right-of-way. And so what we've done, what separates Western Indigenous Pipeline, is we're, we're looking at the folks who the pipeline passes through. And so that simps, uh, uh, Whisper and Pines, and, and the bands that the pipe actually goes through, the title and rights holders. And so those are the guys that have the that bear the most risk, like the guys in, in Burrard Inlet. And so we're the ones that want the equity so that we can get the oversight that we can assure our people and, and the rest of you know the province that the pipe is being operated safely. We want that environmental yeah. oversight and we want to make sure that this thing goes ahead safely. There, There's a consortium of First Nations that I was reading about that is seeking a majority stake in the project called and the consortium is called Project Reconciliation. Is your is your uh, is the Whispering Pines First Nation a part of that? No, no, they're uh, an interest from uh, Saskatchewan, so right. they don't have any title and rights along this pipeline. And so uh, the conversation with them is, we would invite them in um, through protocol. I mean, we've had business practices long before Canada became a dominion, became a country. And there was a, there is a way to include them in participating in uh, purchasing some of this equity. And, and it would be vice versa. It would be like the same if I went over to Saskatchewan. I just don't say, oh, look, I'm going to go and buy this Line 3 pipeline or I'm going to take one of the casinos. That's just not how it works. There is a process for it, and they, they have to respect that process over here. We are looking to um, have conversations. We've had conversations administration to administration with um, the iron iron side um, folks from Alberta because they're they're looking to represent okay. those bands that uh, the pipeline right away is from Edmonton to Hinton okay the project right now is owned by the federal government they, they bought the project out 
on behalf of Canadian taxpayers and Federal Finance Minister Bill Morneau has said very clearly that they wanted the federal government to be a temporary owner of this project and they, they wanted to basically sell it. Uh, I would imagine that Trudeau would love to see First Nations buy this project as as a way for him to promote it as as a tool for reconciliation as as a way to increase the standard of living for first nations a lot of which are living in some cases some poverty and i think it would, for trudeau it would just be a, a great political talking point what do you think about that i mean do you think that trudeau might have a better a, an easier time selling this project to canadians if he could say, look, this thing is going to be con- uh, owned by First Nations. Well, my friends that are taxpayers, they just want their money back. It's just that's all they want. They, they, they say, keep going, Chief, I want my money back, and, that, and that's what they're saying. And that's what I'm trying to do. Whether or not he can score some political points out of this, that remains to be seen. All yeah. I want to do is, is I want to, to in, in part, address those things that you're talking about, um, you know, alleviate some of the poverty. Yeah. On the reserves. I mean, we. I, and on my reserve, I need some infrastructure, and I, I desperately need housing. And so, those are the things that we can address with this kind of of, uh, of equity. Where? And we can also um, make sure that there, you know, we can rehabilitate the spawning beds and stuff like that that uh, have gone away. Where would you get the money to buy this project? I mean, this this thing we're talking billions of dollars here. Toronto Dominion Securities. Where do they get the money from? The they're going to issue a bond or something to raise money or yeah, borrow bonds, money, ventures, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Okay, and you guys would make money on it, like you'd expect dividends or some sort of uh, money yes. profit flow. Yeah. Yes, that's uh, we'd have uh, a dividend uh, distribution. Okay, how how close are you guys to kind of make it, making an agreement here? I mean, there's a lot of speculation that the federal government will announce next week that they're going to reapprove the project. How close are you and other First Nations to buying an equity stake in it? Well, we, we that's uh, I have one more meeting in Ottawa uh, to talk that, and so that I think that's uh, at the end of this week. How confident are you that it's going to happen? Very confident. Why do you say that? It, what gives, what gives you the confidence? It, it, well, it, it, it's because we've always expressed this interest. It just makes a lot of sense. Now, what we're doing is, you know, we've expressed that we want to purchase 51% and then have, you know, uh, some ownership either by the, you know, the provincial, provincial government of British Columbia, Alberta, and maybe even Canada have some, some ownership. Plus, you want some private investment in, in this pipe. Um, but uh, I'm under no illusions as to, you know, <laughs> What I want and what I get is usually two different things. And so what okay. I'm going to do is when I go to Ottawa is, is you know, make that appeal that uh, this is why we should get 51% because we want to be able to have that environmental oversight. Okay. And we want to be able to use those uh, funds to alleviate the poverty and put our people to work. Mike, thank you for coming on the show to, once again today. Anytime, Mike. I appreciate it. That is Mike Liborday. He is the chief of the Whispering Pines Indian Band. They are located near Kamloops. They are right on the, uh, they are located right in the right of way of the Trans Mountain Pipeline.